You and Thomas were on fire this morning. You and Craig did a great job. What a what a great leadership team we have, man. It's unbelievable. I think um, the depth that we have. It's it's awesome. I loved I love the people that we surround ourselves with. Not on, not only management, but also the rest of the team too. But it's it's amazing to have people like you, Craig, Thomas, Kat, Deb, everybody, Joe, Otis, everybody around us. It really does help keep you motivated, keep you pushing, wanting to always be better. And then we always got to, you always got to try and one up. I got to, Hey man, that was an awesome job. I need to do a little better. <laughs> well, look, it's next level you, right? It's that's right. We have a next level also. Every time we do this, it's to take it to a different level. And, and it's every one of us has a different level. I mean, I know right. you're pushing to your next level. I'm keep pushing to my next level. What's next work. And then it's have fun, make money. Yep. That's the whole point of this whole thing. I don't know if you guys know, we actually trademarked that. We got it approved now. So we have fun, make money is a Beggins trademark. Sweet. And then um, Empower, Educate, and Encourage is also the other trademark that we have. So, and as we grow and expand, some cool things are going. So that's awesome. All right. So this, this is going to be a really fun session because this market's nuts. And more than ever right now, we've got to raise our game. Right, we absolutely have to. So this one's about how do you actually connect and build trust? And it's never been more important because it's not just with your clients, it's with your co-brokes, it's with your inspectors, it's with the appraisers, it's with everybody you come in contact with. Yes. So let's go ahead and, and share a screen on this one. This is a thought I wanted to come out with, and let's get your thoughts on this. Before you can get anybody to make any action, take any action whatsoever, you gotta have these two things. You gotta have their attention, and you got to have their trust. Now, we spend a lot of time on how to get people's attention, but this is about how do you get their trust? Because once you have their attention, you need to know something. You, you've got to let them feel comfortable because everything is a psychological business. This is all a feeling. You guys talked about it earlier today. I mean, let's talk about the juice, right? The energy, the, the vibe that you create and how important that is to, to your success here. Absolutely. The, so real quick before you get, I think you and I and anyone who has kids is mastering this a lot because to get your kids to do certain things, you have their attention, but to you, you have to talk them into trusting you sometimes. My kids climbing on things like finding out the psychological blocks. I mean, I've done more growth about connecting and getting people to trust you with a six-year-old than I have with, with an adult. So it's, it's getting down, basically think of it like that, getting down to their level. How do I connect to them? How do I figure out who they are? Because once you have their attention, not only, is, I think it's even worse at that point because now you have their attention, all their eyes are on you. Everything you do is either going to attract or repel them. So you have to be very clear about the things that you're doing to create that next level of trust with them. Because either way, you're gonna lose them or you're gonna hook them. And you only have about seven or eight seconds to get that started right from the get-go. Or you're dead, right? I mean, literally, let, let's emphasize that you have seven seconds to make a deal or you're, or it's over. You do not get a second chance to create and get trust back. They either like you or they don't. They feel attracted to you or they don't. You repulse them or you don't. And there's no gray area there. And here's the facts of it. 50% of the world likes you. 50% of the world doesn't like you. And that's okay. Now we can effectuate change a little bit on their one. But, it, but why is that? Like, what is the reason why if, the next person you meet, you see them for the first time, what's kind of going on inside their world? Like, how do you get judged that quickly on that one? Well, if initially you're judged by style. So, I mean, it's just, they initially look at you and say, 
you're not like somebody who's been, I got to put up my wall a little bit, stay away, stay back. I want, I don't want you coming too much closer to me. Or they see something like you, the way you cut your hair, the way that you dress, the clothes you wear, the way you walked, the, the voice that you had, they all of a sudden, they look at you. Wow. Okay. That, that sounds familiar. That sounds like somebody that I know. That sounds like somebody who, who loved me, who trusted me, who gave me support, who gave me any of those things. So they initially judge you on just your overall style, the way that you showed up. And most of us, most of us don't always show up as our best self or the best self is, which we'll get into a little bit is that neutral self, but most of us show up as yep. who we think we want to be or who we think they want us to be, not who we should be to earn their trust. And, and going back backwards on that one, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Here's the biggest issue is the self-awareness of knowing where you start from, right? And guys, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. We suck at some things, we're great at some things, we're marginal at some things, and it's perfect just the way it is. You're perfect just the way you are. The things you suck at, celebrate them. The things you're great at, celebrate them. The things you're mar marginal, be marginal, right? It's great, but just be self-aware enough to know that that's you, right? And love you because half people love you anyway, half people don't. If you try to BS people and be something that you're not, What's the point? Because half of the people are going to not like that version of you and half the person are going to like that version of you. And you don't remember what version that is. So you're wasting everybody's time. So just stay simple and be self-aware and just know who you are, right? That's the whole point, right? You know how to do deals, right? You, every one of you knows how to do a real estate transaction, right? And if you don't, you're certainly going to know over the next couple of days. And it's really simple. A third grader can fill in the blanks of a form, <laughs> And that's what we do for filling out contracts. So that's the end result of our sales process. So it's really about what do you want and who are you across this board? So let's go a little, a little deeper into self-awareness for a second, because this is the number one focus. Because if you can't master this part, then nothing else matters, right? So what builds into your, how important is the DNA, right? Is it really DNA that brings, that makes you what you are? What's your view on that, Chris? What do you think? I think most of us that we think it is, and that goes back to we all we have this blueprint that we think that this is who we are. It's the way I've always been because of this that happened to me. I saw this. I felt that they just they feel this blueprint is just who they are. This is just how we've always been. And you either they're going to like it or you don't. And I think DNA really, I mean, it even goes one step further. Like when they, they say that, you know, only one to 5% of, of things can actually be, are actually genetic, you know, other than the way you look one to 5% of, you know, just uh, like say diseases that are passed on only one to 5% are genetic. Everything else is environmental things that are around you. So if you think of it like that, everything it's a DNA is just your hair color, the way that you look, your size, if you're tall, if you're short, if whatever, everything else is you. And how you develop yourself it has nothing to do with the DNA and the genes. It's all prepared by here, up here in your thoughts. So if you change your thoughts, you can change everything else. You're not going to change the way you look. You're not going to change your height. You're not going to change that. But everything else is able to be changed. So the DNA only goes into it this much. The rest of it is, how can I, ma how can I manage these thoughts to make it come out better? And a lot of it is the fact to recognize that we were, were, we were conditioned like dogs, right? We were. Right, your yep. parents, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your uncles, your teachers, your surroundings, your news channels, your media sources are conditioning every one of us to think whatever they think we should think. Right, you just mentioned the kids. My kids clearly know in my house what's okay and what's not okay. 
right? You can, you condition them with a look, like they know, right? They get the look, that's a no, right? They get a, a better look, that's a yes, right? We're, we're, we are conditioning them like dogs to let them know what's good and what's bad. And that happens throughout your whole life. And not that we're right, that's just the way we choose to want them to operate in our tribe, right? Yep. They can do whatever they wanna do, but not in my house. This is the way I want you to act if you live with me. That's just the way that it is. And so that's how, what happened to us growing up, that this is acceptable, this is okay, this is morally acceptable, this is questionable, that's wrong, that's right, that's okay, that's not okay, right? And that's not right, that's just what your upbringing taught you and that kind of fulfilled and, and built your your founding your foundation building blocks of who you are today, right? And it's nothing right about it, nothing's wrong about it. You know, you've got everyone, we've got our, our opinions and they're just opinions based on whatever else people put into our heads is what's right or wrong. Yep, they say by the time you're 35, all of the habits, all of the emotions, all of the things that you do, your idiosyncrasies that you think are you are basically built into you. And now you're just operating on almost, you're operating on just on habit, on everything, on emotions, on feelings, on reactions, on driving, getting dressed, you know, people, interactions with people, everything just starts going on these habits. And that's where they all came from. They all started from that, that, that core of the family. Do this, don't do that. You don't do this. No, you never do that. Not when people are around. And all those things just start forming and become a person. And all of a sudden you have this person that's here. You have the ability now to be able to start to understand that, to start to redirect some of those thoughts and, re and understand that there's other people out there that may not be thinking like that. And you can start playing some Jedi mind tricks on them to get them to like you, know you, and trust you a little better. That's right. And we're going to hit on to those, but blowing through this one, you, you and Craig hit on earlier, but the, your conditioning like a dog really kind of decides what you are in this mixture, right? The D's, the I's, the S's, or C's. Now, if you were one of the ones that parents said, no, 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 don't do that. Stop, stop, stop. Dangerous. Don't touch that. Please, 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 please. You think you're more likely to be an I or be a C? C. Right? And it's, it's a conditioning aspect of it. And yep. so if you, and whoever's teaching you, if you say they don't take any crap, they're just to the point and they're blunt and they're, this is just the way that tribe does it, you're more likely to be a D if you've got a sweet, loving, supportive social influencer around you that just wants to be, everyone to be happy, you're more likely to have S traits. And none of this is wrong. None of this is right. It just is. And if we can't understand and embrace what we are, then we're missing the whole boat, guys, because people in communications, guys, this is all we do. And if you can't understand who we are, then how could you actually ever relate with somebody to build trust, right? And they're not gonna transact with the largest financial transaction in their life unless they like you. Now, the tough part is most of us to a certain point in our career got lucky and you happen to talk to enough people that somebody along the way said, you know what, I kind of like you. Why do they kind of like you? Because you have traits like they do by luck. And then the same number of people that said they like you, there's a lot of people that said, God, that guy's weird. I don't wanna transact with him at all. Don't ever call him back and they ghosted on you, right? That's the reality. Hint, hint, hint. That's why we ask you to go to your sphere because, well, I'm sure we'll get people like people who are like themselves. So uh -huh. if you go to the people that are like you, they're more likely to like you and you like them and transact with you. So this is the point, right? So there's three questions and this is the fundamental basics that we all have to remind ourselves. I, I forget it. And guys, we, we're really good at this. And a lot of times it's always, can I trust you? Are you? Do you care about me? And are you good at what you do? And these are the three questions that come across every transaction that you actually do. And then to your sphere, to Chris's sphere point, the can I trust you part? And, and do you care about me? 
the answer is already yes for the, your sphere, with your tribe, with your neighborhood, with people that you are in the same clubs with, with the same interests, with the same passions, with the, if you're in a cardio drum circle, that's your tribe. They trust you and they think you care about them. You're less likely to kill them because you both like the cardio drum, right? That's the simple aspects of it. And so your job just becomes teaching them that you're actually good at well, it a little bit. Go back to that too. Here's yeah. why, like you're just saying, here's why, here's why people don't do as well with like lead sources that they're paying for, because you're getting a, a random call from somebody you have no idea who they are, how they communicate. You have no idea anything about them. And you are trying to connect with them the way that you connect instead of using the skills to try and connect with them via the way that they connect. So that's why a lot of times we see conversion rates on these paid leads and everything are much lower than your sphere leads because your sphere trusts you. Your sphere knows you care about them and your sphere knows that you're good at what you do or at least good at everything else you did. So they know you're going to be good at this. When you get that random phone call, they have none of that. You have no trust. They don't know that you care. They don't know that you're good at what they have nothing. Uh, I have no idea whatsoever there. So that's why those calls that come in are really difficult sometimes for a lot of people who don't become aware of all of these skills we're going to talk about. And it's a little worse than that because they already anticipate that you're going to screw them. Yeah. Right. Their, their level of trust is not even a zero. It's a negative. Yeah. It is. You're going to take advantage of me. You're going to screw me over. You're going to take money from me. You're not going to do it. My guard is up. My defenses are there. Now I'll just start my conversation at a total negative. That's not good. Now it's not saying you can't convert that, but you need some skill. Exactly. Right? You, need some, you need some skill. So that's the, that's the fun part. So to this point, it's your tribe, guys. It's all about the tribe. It's always about the tribe. And guess what? You get to pick which tribe you want. Now you didn't get to pick which tribe you were born into. You didn't get to pick which tribe raised you, but you're now self-selecting. Did you not pick the tribe that you work with right now? Yep. Right? You guys are independent contractors. You can work with whoever the hell you want to. So can we, right? We chose you, you chose us because we see some similarities. We like each other. We respect each other. And I think we trust each other, right? And that's a, that's a tribal issue. And I think you know that when you're part of our tribe, we have your back, right? If something happens to us, I believe you would, something happened to me, I really believe Chris would have my back, right? I could call him and he would come over if I needed him. And he would do the same thing. He knows he could call me and we got him because we're part of the same tribe, right? Any one of our agents, the exact same thing. You have problems, you call, we help you, right? And always people need help, you help them. And that's just a tribal thought. And so, and so that's what we have. And it goes back to attract and repel. When we were, when we're speaking with all of you and meeting with all of you and thinking about bringing you on, it's, it's just about, let's see. Let's see who's attracted to who we are and what we do. And let's see who's repelled by it. Because at that point, we don't want to force it on anybody. We don't want to force our way of doing business or the way that we work, the way we grow on anybody. We want you to want to be a part of it. And to, all, to that extent, everybody that's on here, we saw something in you that attracted us to you and you to us. And we just want to be able to say, okay, how can we all get better? What's that next level for everybody? And it, and it goes deeper than that too, because there's people watching us right now that are evaluating whether or not they want to work with us too. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather say, this is us. If you don't like us, don't come here. If you do like us, there's no middle ground. This is us, right? You're going to see the same damn thing every day. And you hang around us. This is what we do. So you're either attracted or repelled, which is exactly what you're going to next in the next sessions with Mike Puma and Jimmy. It's about pushing out that digital domination of a voice to make sure that you can project your true self out there 
So people either like you or don't like you. 50% will, 50% won't love it, right? But be you and connect. Now that's just at a broad scale um, with you know, when you're trying to approach the masses, right? You want to see what you can do. It's really hard to attract everybody. It's never going to happen. But when we get into the hand-to-hand combat, when you get the lead, when you get the guy that walks into the open house, when you get to go into the living room, when you're talking to the buyer, now you can really manipulate, I'll use that word, the outcome because of skill. You can actually realize that, okay, with some self-awareness, I know I'm a high D personality, which means I have a tendency to piss people off, okay? So I know that. So if I know that, I could be cognizant of it. I could be aware of that and I can tone it down should I want to, right? And I don't always want to, right? But if I do want to, I know what I need to go do. If I'm a high S personality is walking in, I've got to really adapt my behavior, right? I know how to do it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes if I want to, I can. If I don't want to, I won't. And that's when it becomes a sport, guys, right? So that's the whole point here is how do we actually build that connection with strangers? It's already done with your sphere. This is about talking about how do we take ourselves to the next level? Because your current level really is coming to you because of who you are and the people that know you and the people that already like you and are referring business to you. But you have to reach out to more people. You have to effectuate more people. You have to make something happen. And in order to make people take action, you have to have their attention and you have to have their trust. So let's dig a little bit deeper because the last part of the slide that's up there is if they're strangers, it's a longer process, but it's very rewarding. It's expensive sometimes, and it's an uphill battle to get trust because they inherently are in the negative um, with you because they just don't know you and they anticipate you, right? Correct. This slide, I'm not gonna go too deep into it because it's about, are you good at what you do is not the point of this session here. I just wanted to remind you that of the three questions, this one is the simple one, right? This is, we're good. Everybody knows the brand. Everybody knows us. We've been here a long time. We treat people well. We've done a lot of business, a lot of business well. So you should have good swagger walking in, okay? So now we're going to really focus on the trust part. Well, if you can take that, if you can take that aspect out of it, if it's, it's, hang on one second. And some feedback. All right. So if you can take that aspect out of it, do you know, can I trust you? And, you know, do do basically do I like you? And then do I are you good at what you do? You just took this whole aspect out of it. Now you only have to focus on those two things, which are them. Right. Let's focus on them and communicating with them. Take this out of the picture, because if you have the tools and everything that we have and you've got this kind of a pedigree, doesn't matter. We've got your back. You know, that's going to work. Now you can focus on them marketplaces guys and you say that i'm with you go to anywhere in the country or world and you're with century 21 they know what that is done you go to any of our marketplaces and say you're with Begins enterprise century 21 Begins. they know who we are we're not stranger we're not new this is what we do right so and they know we're, you've, you're licensed you're professional you, you're good at what you do and you have the backing here so let's just walk in without a question you're qualified Without a question, you're more qualified than most. So all you have to do now is connect and then you have the deal. That's all we have to do is have the deal. So talk about this law. We talked about some good laws earlier. Let's talk about the law of neutrality, Chris. How would you, how do you like to describe this? 
the law of neutrality is basically people are influenced by every people are influenced by your energy before you walk in people are influenced by the words like i said they're going to judge you within the first seven seconds based on your uh based on your style let's say so the words that you're using the voice that you have the way you're dressed the way you're walking your swagger i guess you could say that so the law of neutrality basically says wait a minute if i can take all that and dumb it down as best as I can so that there's nothing there. I'm completely neutral. What is neutral? Neutral is appealing to everybody. Neutral is I can't make up my mind yet. Neutral is I'm not judging you. I'm not saying you're good, you're bad, you're ugly, you're nothing. I can't, I don't have a thought on that. So we're trying to create that neutrality from the onset. So in that first seven to eight seconds, there's nothing that's bad that's coming out of their mind. There's nothing that's, they're not judging us in a negative way. We're actually getting to the point where we are starting to pull in. I'm going to go neutral and I'm going to just start taking everything in and I'm going to formulate the first type of response or connection. Pretty fired up, motivated, high energy person, right? And the scary part about that is he's a high energy person. And the high energy people are attracted to high energy people. What do low energy people think about high energy people? They scare the crap out of them. And you're yeah. you're hyped up on something. And why I don't you're not, I don't want to have a conversation with you, right? You're you're a little too intense, you're a little over the top. So if that's the case, he's going to repel 50% of the people. That are Guess like who's him. not coming to dinner. That's what, you, that's what you hear. See my face? Okay. No, you're good. I have no expressions. I have no emotions. I have no energy. I have no thoughts. I have no preconceived notions. I have no accent. I have no vocabulary. I have no body language. I have nothing because I am in neutral. If your car is in neutral, are you moving? No. Are you rolling backwards or forwards or sideways? No. You're stationary. You're neutral. You do nothing, right? And it's intentional because I cannot, who can I piss off in neutral? Nobody. Nobody. Not one person, right? Not one person can be offended by neutral. It's the least offensive thing I could possibly do. And it's the most respectful thing I can do at this moment in time, because people like people who are like themselves, yep. right? And I don't know enough of, if I just met you, I have no clue about you yet. I don't know if you're a high B personality. I don't know if you're a high S personality. I don't know if you're an I, I don't know if you're a C. I don't know if you're visual. I don't know if you're auditory. I don't know if you're kinesthetic. I don't know if you're a quick talker. I don't know if you're a slow talker. I don't know if you move your hands. I don't know if you blink a lot. I don't know if you smile. I don't know if you're stoic. I don't know anything about you at this point. And for me to assume any of that is stupid, okay? Because all I can do with an assumption, as they say, is make an ass out of you and me, right? When you assume, right? Ask you, me, get it? So if you assume anything, you're, you're, you're just wasting your time. You're blowing trust, you're blowing credibility, and you're blowing transactions, right? For you and for us, guys, we're your business partners. You make money when you make money. Don't screw up a deal for us either. That's why we're spending all this time working to make sure that everybody who affiliates with any one of our sales teams or any of our management team or any of our staff has the best experience they could ever possibly have. Now let's talk about, to me, the best experience I could ever possibly have is time with me, okay? Same thing with you. The, the, the best experience Chris could ever have is time with Chris. 
because Chris's guard is down because Chris is not likely to hurt Chris, right? Chris loves Chris. Chris is not going to yell at Chris. Chris is not going to piss off Chris. Chris is nice, right? So if that was the case, if I wanted to have a transaction with Chris, then maybe I should understand that Chris's favorite person in the world is Chris. And the person that Chris trusts most is Chris. So the more similar I am to Chris, the more Chris is going to like me because I'm like Chris. You guys follow this? Yep. And, and, let so, my and let my guard down. People have guards up is when they have to have a guard because I think they might be attacked because they don't trust. Right. So if you can give them no reason to do anything but let their guard down, you win. Right. Guys, real estate's easy. They're either going to move or they're not. Right. You're just in the way. So all you can do is screw it up by not creating trust and connection. So if you go into neutral and you just sit there and you pay attention, and if I watch, I'm going to learn a lot about Chris. I'm going to see his energy. I'm going to listen to his words. I'm going to see if he's using hand motions. I'm going to listen to his vocabulary. I'm going to feel his intensity, right? And then I'm going to put myself into a gear. What gear am I going into? Chris gear, right? Because that's the only gear Chris really likes. I want to be as close to Chris gear as I possibly can get into. So his guard is down so he can open up to me and trust me. That's my whole job, guys. People like people who are like themselves. And too many times we just go in in your gear and pull the dice. Hey, they either like, they hate me. Let's see what it is. Woohoo! Right? Why do that? It doesn't make any sense. Jeff, will you check your, uh, check your mic real quick? It's gotten kind of muffled and spotty. So why don't you either turn, uh, change it to the other mic and change back or just double check your art before we go further. All right, we're doing that. Uh, go, go, back, go back to the other ones and see if it changed. For somewhere along the line, they just got muffled. If you want to throw them back in and let's check it. Let me try this real quick here. That's 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 clear, but let's try it again. If it, see if the headphones work. All right, how about that? Am I sounding all right right now? I, I think you're still on the other mic. Click over. Good, good. All right, all right. Hang on one second. Do, 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 do. All right, that should work. How's that sounding? Better, better, better. I think it it was better. It was better the other with the other mic. Okay, let me... Here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Cool. All right, so let's try that. Let Good. me switch back over here. Boom, boom, boom. Good. Please hold. You're good to go. You can keep talking. Cool, okay. All right, so back to the point, right? The closer I can get to Chris, the more likely Chris is gonna to wanna to work with me. So let's, let's build in a, little, a couple of things here. We got this down. People like people are like themselves. Next point, you've gotta remember this, guys. Every Every single person you ever meet is worth $130,000 to your career. Every transaction you ever do is worth $130,000. How is that possible? Because they're going to refer you business. When they like you, they trust you, and they tell everybody else that you could never in my, I never in my right mind could have thought of doing this without Jeff. You need to call Jeff. I trust him with everything, the most expensive 
transaction I'll ever do in my life. He knows what he's doing. And by the way, we had a great time doing it. And they're going to refer you a ton of business. And over the life of that customer, you're going to get a hop to out. They, the average is $130,000. That's the, that's the key guys. So remember that this is business, right? This becomes a sport, right? When you turn this business into a sport, everything changes, everything changes, right? It's now let's go a little bit deeper here because I'm just not talking face to face. This happens in emails, right? Every email I've got 2 million. I hate them. Right. I can't stand emails. They, they just drive me crazy. The, when I, when I respond to them, I actually think about it. I go into neutral. I see how they wrote me an email and I'll respond back. Right. The same way they wrote to me. I know if it says, Hey, Jeff, what's up? Hey, Shirley, what's up? Because Shirley likes, Hey, what's up as her greeting. So guess what? Why reinvent the wheel? I'm going to give Shirley, Hey, Shirley, what's up? Right. Versus hi. Thanks for your email. Why would you do that? It's speaking French to the Russian person. They give you their communication style, respect it and give it back, right? Text I message. Respect, I think respect is a huge, huge key that we have to really make sure that you're understanding. That's all you're doing. The greatest respect you can give someone is to communicate with them the way they communicate. Not only is it gonna show them respect, but it's also gonna give them the best opportunity to understand because that's all they understand, at least to the best of their ability, they understand themselves better than anybody. So if I can give them that respect, whether it's in a phone call, in a Facebook message, in an email, in a text message, that's gonna resonate with them and it's gonna get them to like you, know you, and trust you faster. Absolutely. Same thing with text messages. They give you everything you need to know about communicating with them. Jeff, if I, if I sent you, hey, we want to see this house, heart emoji, house emoji, my wife is over the moon about it, moon emoji, fireworks, what are you going to send back? Great. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, no. he's, he's not excited. Well, shit, maybe that home isn't anything. Maybe it's a bad deal. Maybe, maybe it's not a good investment. The real estate agent doesn't see that. He didn't seem too excited about us wanting to see it. What a jerk. Awesome. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> and all you got to do is throw a couple of emojis out and say, hey, oh my God, this is amazing. It's, it's not hard, guys. They, the, it's right there for you to use, right? So they give you everything when you're noticing. You know a lot from looking at people. When they come in and they're driving the dark black 7 Series Beamer, right? And he gets out wearing a suit. You know you got a high D personality walking your way, right? There's clues, right? And she... She pulls up wearing a powder puff um, beetle Volkswagen bug with a little flower in the cup holder and a flowery dress, right? With a little Snoopy pendant on her, on her lapel. You probably have an S personality over there. So take some clues about what's going on with this. Well, this is just taking it to that step of sales is not about what you're selling. It's not about real estate. It's not about cars. It's not about whatever it is you're selling. Sales is people and communications. And that's what all of these skills that we're really trying to instill in you or get you to start paying attention to. That's what's going to set you apart is selling the people, people and communications. It's not about the house. The house sells themselves. You have to be able to connect. The house sells themselves, but do you think they do not look to you for clues and cues Absolutely. as to whether or not they think this is the house they should like? Yep. Right? If they well, love the it, thing. Chris, what do you think? The house is going to sell themselves and it's up to you to make sure that you instill that and not shoot it, not like not completely blow it by saying the wrong thing. Like, 
Yeah, well, those, uh, you know, look at those cabinets. Oh my, well, we love them. I know, aren't they amazing? Oh yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Making sure that you don't blow the deal by doing something silly. That's right. They could have reminded them of their great grandmother's kitchen cabinets right back in New Hampshire, right? And so why would you screw that up by saying, good God, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> look, yep. You guys talked about business planning earlier, right? Yep. When we talk about one appointment a week is really what it boils down to, one. Yep. Right. So if I know that the Johansons are calling me that want to see 123 Any Street tomorrow at three, right, or tonight at three because they know it's a bidding frenzy war, let me let's pause for a second. Let me go into neutral and let me find out a little bit about the Johansons from Chicago, right? I got mm -hmm. their phone number because they called me, right? Maybe I type their phone number into Google, and I type their phone their name into Google, right? I find their name. I see if I can get them on LinkedIn. I try to find their Facebook profile because I'm sure there's something public on there. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking into everything about them. And then I notice that she is a data analyst for so-and-so CPA firm, right? And he is a sales manager for Toyota, right? I mean, how hard is it to find this information, guys? It's, it took me four seconds. Yep. So now I make a couple of notes and I can see some of their posts. I can see kind of the way they are. And now I have a little bit of knowledge about, I better be a little bit prepared for some detailed questions from her. I might wanna have some data around. I might wanna show some comparables to her. I haven't even met her, right? But is this not respect about she, seeing what they, I have one appointment this week to do a good job with guys. And then he's a sales guy. Maybe I wanna talk about things. Maybe I looked on his Facebook page and they have kids and they play softball on the weekends. Maybe I play softball, maybe I don't. Maybe I have kids, maybe I don't. Maybe there's something in common I can find along the way because people like people who are like themselves. Now, if they play softball and I don't play softball, you can't fake that you play softball because that's inconsistent. It's, it's going to backfire on you. So if you don't have something real to connect with, you, there's something there and you can find it with communications on this one. So guys, really, they yeah, give that, you all the clues you want. That's what sales is. That right there is what sales is. Not, here's the kitchen. If you look over there, there's the master. That's not sales. That's why you hear Craig say, like anybody can open a damn door. You can, you can hire a seven-year-old to go open a door and let people in and tell you where the kitchen is. How do you make this an experience, not just a transaction? How do you make it an experience by getting to like you, know you, and trust you, to know that you know what you're doing and provide them at best the greatest real estate experience they've ever had? That's going to set you apart and set you up for $130,000 per past client because they're going to refer every single person that they know to you. And then guess what? When that person comes in, it's a new game. Game on. Let's see where we're at. Let's see who they are. Let's go into neutral. Let's take it all in. Let's get on Facebook. Let's get on Google. Let's do some research. Go into forewarn. Let's understand who they are and how they live so we can connect with them as best we can and show them some respect. That's it. That's, that's all we have to do. And then once you learn your process, guys, we're going to go way into the listing process tomorrow, way into the buyer process on Wednesday, because once they go on autopilot, now you can actually pay attention to them, just like your scripts, right? You need to know, guys, I'm so glad I met you, Chris, right? This is how I run my business. Let me interview for the job to be your, your agent, right? Boom, 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 boom. We'll do the processes later, but you guys get it. Because once you run the same process with the same scripts every single time, right? It, it bypasses everything. You don't have to think about words anymore. Now you can 
not some of it, all of your attention to them, right? And are they D's, I's, S, or C's? Are they visual? Is she using the word spectacular gourmet kitchen, right? All the things that before would have gone over your head because you were wondering about what you were going to say next, right? Yep. You miss the golden nuggets, guys, of this business. It makes it so simple. Yep. When you can get that, when you can get the habitual side of the words down, it leaves room in your brain. Like in your brain, if, I, if I'm constantly thinking of what I got to say, how do I have to do it? What are they going to do? And I'm trying to pay attention to what they're saying and how they're dressed and how they're talking and what their focus is on. If I'm trying to do all of that at the same time, it's not going to work. But if I can take it and I can get the scripts out of the way, now I freed up a part of my brain for creativity. I freed up a part of my brain that can focus on something else because the words are going to come out. I know the words are in the back of my head. They're just going to come out like that. I've got more room in an extra spot of my brain that's going to be nothing but focused on them because the words are only 7% of the story. The other 93% is where we build the experience with everything else. So the words are just going to be there. Let's get that habitual side out of it, which we'll talk about later. And once you can get that done, free that room for everything else, free the room to be able to take, take in all the other information that's truly going to allow you to connect with them. Absolutely right. Let's talk about this. People listen to you on a subconscious level and a conscious level, okay? And they're taught early on, and you're taught early on in school, when people are, I put FOS, which is short for full of shit, right? Or not, okay? And you can tell very quickly whether or not somebody is completely FOS or not, okay? And how can you tell? You can tell by their conviction, you can tell by their tonality, you can tell by their eye contact, you can tell by their looks of their eyes. We won't get into that today, but we can have advanced classes on those too. But everybody gives you the clues. And even if you don't know the exact clues, you get the feeling or the vibe that they don't know what they're talking about, right? And a lot of it is upswings, right? Versus downswings. So let, let's talk about that for just a second, because I think that's probably one of the most powerful overlooked tools um, for trust and connection that people just blow. Now, if I, if I know if if I ask Chris a question about jet turbine helicopter engines and the fuel consumption versus a, a nuclear submarine, and I want his opinion on this one, right? Go ahead and try to give me an answer. Well, I mean, the jet turbine engines, the way that they work, they go in a centrifugal force type fashion. It's going to pull in fuel from the other side. You're going to have this spark that's in there that's really going to fuel that centrifugal force. That centrifugal force is going to pull the air. And it's See, my, bull it. my bullshit alarm is already going right off <laughs> because he is making things up. You could tell he's making things up because his face sweated a little bit. He was fidgeting. He was making stuff up. His eyes were looking all over the place. His, mm -hmm. his tonality went up swings yep. because he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's trying to pretend that he does. And your brain sends out a signal that says, I am Bullshit. totally full of shit. Bullshit. Right? Please don't listen to anything that they're saying. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> no question about it. And so that, that's the same thing. If somebody asks you, is that a um, shaker style cabinet or is that a mid-century modern house? Is that a this? And you don't know what they're talking about? Stop it. Right, you're gonna blow all of your credibility. You're gonna yeah. blow all of your trust. And what's the right answer Christian has said? 
That's a great question. Why don't you let me look into it and I'll make sure I get that. If there's anything else that you want me to also get those answers for, feel free to ask. I'm going to, I'm going to take some notes here and make sure I get all of it for you. I love that answer, yeah. right? I trust that answer. I feel good about you because you just admitted that you're not going to lie to me, yeah. right? So that's a huge thing. So upswings happen naturally when your brain doesn't know what it's talking about. When you're not comfortable, when you're not confident, when you're not competent, your brain tells the other people by controlling your tonality, by forcing an upswing as a subtle warning for them to run away because you're full of crap, yeah. right? It's just the way that, that we're wired. And well, then think about if, it, just in the most general fashion, when you ask someone a question about something you truly don't know the answer to, that's what your voice does. It's like, Jeff, did you know anything about that turbine airplane thing with the in the nuclear submarines? <laughs> I had nope. no idea. So you don't know when you naturally go up with all of your tonality when you're seriously asking an inquisitive question that you have no idea what the answer is to. And that's what comes across to them. They hear the upswing and they automatically think, oh, I, when I do that, I don't know the answer. They're probably full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm not, they, I don't know if I can trust them. Right. And so little simple things like, hey, Chris, when do you think I can come over and interview for the job of selling your home? Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like, ew, right? No, you don't even <laughs> feel like you want to come over and interview for the job. So why would I let you come over? It's, it's, you've got to get the scripts down to a point where it's, listen, when can I come over and interview for the job of selling your home? I come over today at three or tomorrow at 3.30, which one's better for you? Right. See the tonality, see the commanding tonality of bringing your voice tone down. That's because I know the words, right? And I practiced the words. I wasn't always good at the words. I had to practice just like you have to practice in order to get good at the words to make sure that you can deliver those things, right? So the script is important. So you don't have to worry about the delivery, right? Because it's the gap where the sale is actually made, right? You've got to know the words, but it's the delivery and the conviction in between the sentences that make or break the sale. And it's that, and it's also not just upswings or downswings, but it's repeating and approving and, and dealing with the nose and all that too. Let's talk about repeating and confirming for a second, because this is really important. Sure, I mean, whenever and you see in all of our scripts, whenever you go through and you're asking someone a question, whenever they answer that question, you're, you're to repeat and confirm that because what you're literally telling them by repeating and confirming what they said is, I was listening, I heard you, I understand you, I'm here with you. This is you and me together. That's literally what you're telling them subconsciously in their mind. And you have to repeat it exactly, not word for word, but you have to repeat the exact words that they used. Don't try and say if they said, well, well we're looking for this amazingly beautiful house. And you say, we've got this wonderfully exquisite house around the corner because that's going to throw them off. And you're like, mm, they didn't hear what I said. I need an amazingly beautiful house. And that's what I expect from you. If you bring me that wonderfully exquisite home, it's probably not going to fit. So using those words and repeating the exact words to them, it just tells them, I heard you. I listened to you. I'm engaged with you. We're on the same page and we're in this together. Little example. So so, Chris, how long have you lived in this area now? Uh, here in the Apollo Beach area, I've been in Apollo Beach for a year. I've been in Riverview for about five years. Oh, cool. So you've been in the Apollo Beach area about one year and the whole Riverview area about five years. Awesome. Where'd you yeah. move from? Uh, I was over in St. Pete. So I lived over in uh, over just uh, just over the bridge from Madeira Beach, so Seminole. Okay, cool. So you were over the St. Pete side, just over the bridge from Seminole, right over by Madeira Beach. How cool is that? Right. Yep. How did you pick this area over here? 
So yeah, it was just a, a seemed like a better area, you know. So exactly, it seemed like a better area. It's like it's something that was going to be more beneficial. You could afford a little bit more home. It seemed like it'd be a little better area, a little more beneficial, um, be able to afford a little bit more home. Awesome, man. That's brilliant. Brilliant move. Okay, guys, you see what we did right there? Everything that he said to me, I proved that I was listening. I repeated it back exactly, and I approved of it. Right now, psychologically, this is what this is all about, guys, because people yes. buy emotionally. So he subconsciously is saying, damn, this guy's he listening. Me. He, gets he gets me. me. He knows me. He uses the same damn words I say. He's like me. Oh, my God. Right. That's a friend. Friends. <laughs> same tribe. Long lost tribal member. Right. Where do I sign? That's what this is all about, guys. And then consequently, if you're not comfortable with your presentations, like where did you move? How long have you lived here? Oh, okay. Where did you move from? How did you pick this area? Great. If you were to move again, where would that be? Okay. Mm-hmm. And when would that be? Mm-hmm. Great. Who wants to deal with that guy? Like nobody, right? You, you you totally miss the travel connection, guys. And it's just having that conversation back. It's this makes such all the difference in the world here. Because if you don't do that. The first time that it ever comes up and you ask them, you ask them a question like you ask, you know, where are you moving to? How soon you have to be there? At some point down the road, the first time you mess it up and say something different because you didn't repeat and confirm, they are going to think that you are FOS again. They're going to disconnect from you. But if you've repeated it and you were right there connected with them, you built that connection. Even if you screw up later, guess what? They give themselves leeway when they screw up. So if you're like they are, they give you a little leeway if you screw up because we're of the same tribe. We're the same people. We're already connected. You get a little more leeway. But if you don't do that from the get-go, you're already going to be fighting that uphill battle because now you're trying to fight your way back into the connection. So using those things in the beginning really helps you to get connected with them. Perfect. I don't know, my sign was going out there for a second, so I don't know if it was your sign or mine. But really, all we're doing here, guys, is attracting and repelling, but on purpose. And it's important to know, too, that knowing how to attract is the exact same way you repel. You just reverse engineer it. So every one of us finds ourselves in situations and conversations we don't want to be in. And so the best way to get out of those situations is to do the opposite of what they're doing, and it becomes uncomfortable, and the conversation will naturally dissipate. Right? They'll just walk away because it's not comfortable. It, it creates friction and it's not a flow and it will naturally walk apart. Right. So the challenge is uh, some people are walking through their life just doing what they do and they're naturally repelling people across the board, attracting some but repelling more. So this is just using skill to get to the point that you can actually attract um, a lot more by design on this one. So this slide is important just as a mention because the human brain has the ability to reorganize itself. It forms, actually forms new connections between the brain cells as we evolve and as we grow and as we find reasons to get better, the brain helps you and supports you to go do that. So it's called brain plasticity. And that's kind of why we're teaching these things because there is no new trick for an old dog. Every one of us is constantly reforming our neural connections on here, which is what we're doing right now, by the way. And it's, it's yep. getting better. So let's go a little bit deeper on this one. Three to seven seconds, okay? Phone calls are the absolute toughest things on the planet to do 
because you have three seconds and that's it. No, there's no more than three. It's in, it, you're probably the same way I am. My phone rings, it's, it's, I answer it. The second I hear any hesitation, any delay or anything weird, click, I don't even want to deal with it, right? Just disconnect. I'm already like, skeptical because I didn't ask to talk to you. You called me and if I don't have your phone number saved, I don't want to deal with you now. And, and I'm in sales too, right? But that's a natural progression of what people are. So you have to think about it. So if you're calling people or even if people are calling you, neutral is the key. I want to hear how somebody says hello, right? If my phone rings rather than saying, hey, it's Jeff, right? I could actually pause and let them say hello. Oh, hello. Hey, this is Jeff. Who's calling? Right? See, I can reverse engineer the greeting. You've got 7% in communication is words, 38% is tonality and inflection. So you're already on a phone call at a disadvantage because you're only using 45% of your ability to connect with somebody. The other 55% is your body language. So you're only using 45% of your capabilities to connect with somebody on the phone. So you're already at a little bit of a disadvantage. So any little advantage you can get, I love doing that the same way. Pick up the phone and just give them a second to say something and then repeat it back to them. And you can start working that angle rather than you coming across, hello, how can I help you? What's going on? Oh, you blew it right out of the way. So just slow down. You blew it at least 50% of the time. Why yep. would you Why would you cut 50% of your income off just because of the way you say hello? It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So just pause for a second. Let them say, uh, hello? Oh, hello. Hey, this is Jeff. Who's calling? Oh, this is Shirley from New Hampshire. Hey, Shirley from New Hampshire. How can I help you? Right? Boom. Connection, travel connection. I got you. Versus, hey, this is Jeff. Uh, um, uh, this is Shirley from New Connecticut. Uh, please don't kill me. We're not in the same tribe. I don't feel comfortable. Please let me hang up the phone now. Bye. Right? That's not what I want. That's not what I want. That's not what your sellers want. That's not what my clients want from me either. Right? They want me to connect and bring a customer in for landing. Right? And the only time a customer is coming in for landing is when they feel comfortable, when they trust. Right? And that's the way you be able to do this. So three seconds over the phone, guys. It's all about that hello. The other seven seconds, we have a little bit of play. So that's where I, let's go dig a little bit deeper in on these things right now while we still have some time here. Eye contact. One of the most important aspects of the world. As I say, the eyes are the windows to the soul, right? Yeah. People feel comfortable, right? With people who are like themselves. But that doesn't mean you have to give good eye contact because there are some people that don't make eye contact. And you know what, people who don't make eye contact, think about people who do make eye contact, you're a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> he looked in my eyes too long. I don't, I don't know, what, I, what was that? I, can't, I gotta go hide, stay away, get away. Stranger danger, weird, right? And then there's the people who that's all they do is just stare at you and they don't stop and they're just looking right at you and they, just, and they don't stop me. What it be? So unfortunately you have to do the same thing. You have to have a staring contest with them. When... <laughs> if, if you want to enter their tribe, right? Yeah. And create trust, if not, you just have to deal with it, right? Yeah. So, but these are guys, this is what makes or breaks your deals. And it's, it's eye contact. Now, everybody has a comfortable level of eye contact and everybody likes eye contact, but to a certain point, right? And when they're uncomfortable, what do they do? They look somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So be cognizant of when they look somewhere else because that's the amount of time that they feel comfortable looking at you with for whatever reason. And mostly it's because that's the way their mom or dad looked at them or grandma or aunt or uncle or their best friends. And that's just how if all of them are hanging out in their tribe, that's how long they look at each other in the eye, then they look somewhere else and they do that. 
It doesn't mean they're disinterested. It doesn't mean they're disengaging. It just means that's how their tribe taught them to look at people in the eye, right? And it's not right or wrong or different than yours. It just is what it is. So, but if, if you honestly can think back for a second to your last client, I would be willing to bet you any amount of money that you didn't pay attention to how long they kept eye contact with you, right? Which is proof that there's a next level for every single one of us to build connection yeah. a little bit faster. Okay? Yep. Facial expressions, right? We all have people that have them, right? There's people that can be pissed off and smile and tell you about the shittiest day they've ever had with a smile on their face. And there's people that can have the best day and have a crappy look on their face. And that's just how they are made. That's how their tribe does it. And that's how facial expressions are in their world. So if you want to enter their world, you might take a clue as to what their facial expressions are, because if they're not an expressive person and you're an overly expressive person, you're from a different tribe and different tribe members and to ultimately end up killing each other, right? At least in history. So, I mean, that's really what you're doing. <laughs> just, instead of your death, it's the death of your business. Yeah, that's it. No problem. That's $130,000 all because I didn't care enough to notice that you smiled for a little bit, yeah. right? Tell your seller that you lost the deal because you didn't care enough to pay attention to their eye contact, right? Consequently, this is the stuff that we do talk about in listing presentations, guys, because this is, in fact, we're writing a new listing presentation right now. And a lot of it is about the art of connecting, attracting, and building trust that we're all trained on that is far superior to our competition, right? And that's really what it's about. When somebody calls, how do we act? When somebody brings us an offer, how do we react? Because guys, this is extremely important right now because when I'm presenting an offer and I'm one of 52, I better build some trust and comfort and camaraderie and become a tribal member with that listing agent immediately if I think I want to win, right? It's a game, it's a sport, and it requires skill. If you just are you, you're dead, right? You better become like them. If, you, you, better... just, if you just send an email with words and an offer attached, you're dead. You have to go the extra mile. You got to pick up the phone. You have to shoot a video text. You have to attach a video, write a letter. You have to do some research, look up their Facebook, see how many deals they've done, know their level of this and that. Get to look the seller up, see what the seller likes, pay attention to the photos in the house. There's so many little things that you can do. And in this market, that's where you shine. It makes all the difference, guys. Video text right? Everything you can do once you know them. Don't video text yourself because you're probably going to repel. If you don't know the other person, yes. right? If you know the other person, do it. If I knew, yep. if this was the listing agent, I know Chris, I can send a video, right? Like Chris, right? If it's one of our agents, you know each other. So you could play yep. some streams and just and pull it together. But when you don't know anybody from anywhere, is it worth taking a couple seconds to go onto LinkedIn? Maybe go onto Facebook, oh, Twitter, Instagram. That's it. Look at their videos on Facebook. Look at their things on 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 uh, Instagram. Look at their stuff on LinkedIn. If you see them on Facebook, and you, now you can start to pick some things out about them. You can see some of those things, and you can point them out. And now you can have that better communication. Guys, this is, makes all the difference in the world. Hands gestures, energy, right? Guys, we all have different moods, and I could tell you when I'm in a pissed off mood, I don't want a happy person in front of me at that moment in time, right? <laughs> mirror and matching guys. It's about getting into their world. And if I'm high energy, I appreciate high energy. If I'm low energy at the moment, I appreciate low energy at the moment. So respect the, the, the mood that they're in, respect the world that they're operating in and enter it, right? It's the highest level of respect you can ever possibly give somebody, right? They're giving you all the clues. 
They send you a text message. Take a deep breath, you're in the neutral. Listen to it. Are they putting capitals? Are they bolding? Are they sending you a little funny little message? Are you getting a little heart? Are you getting a palm tree? Are you getting the sunshine? Shoot it back. It doesn't cost anything, right? Just give them something. All they want is a connection. So give that to them. Energies in the mood. Tonality, same thing. When they call up and they're like, hey, um, saw your listing over on Oak Street. I'm kind of interested about it. Um, what can you tell me about it? Respect that that's the energy and the gear that he's in right now. And Chris would write back and or would answer the phone and say, yeah, great. You know, thanks for calling. I'd love to give you some information on that house over there. What's most important to you? What can I tell you first? Right? Give him what he wants, guys. Give the tonality. Give the energy. Give the vocabulary. Right? What's when you say what's most important to you? Well, what's most important to me is a spectacular view and just a masterful gourmet kitchen. Right? I said those words for a reason. Right? You may not know or care, but what am I really looking for? Spectacular view and a masterful gourmet kitchen. And who cares what that means? But that's what it is. Now, now you can ask, well, what's a masterful gourmet kitchen to you? And then I can ask more questions and feed those words back to them so I fully understand, but I'm never gonna change your words because your words are what really drive you forward. That's what enters your tribe. That's what brings you to being you guys, right? So listen, there's so much deeper we go on this. We can go on this one, but this is from a fundamental level. I think every one of you realize that you can do better and you can go to a next level in communications, whether it's with your spouse, whether it's with your neighbors, whether it's your family members, your friends at school, right? Your kids, your kids' kids, anybody you meet with, your waiters, your bartenders, everybody, guys, practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. The best tool you have is this, yep. right? When you're going, go to the mall, right? And talk to the different salespeople, put the recorder app on your phone and, and record yourself and say, let me see if I can enter that person's world for a little while and record it and then go to the next store and do the same thing. You wanna mix it up, go into Victoria's Secrets once and then go into American Eagle next and go into the whatever store next, mix it up, mix the demographics up, mix the people up and stretch yourself and see how you do dealing with a 20 year old and then a 50 year old and then a 30 year old and a man and a woman and the, the lady from Kentucky who talks a little slower and then the guy from New York and then the guy from the Bronx and the guy from Jamaica and how do you connect with all of them? And how can you make them all feel comfortable? That's our job, guys. We're in the people and communications business. And the quicker you can appreciate that, the faster your business is just going to score, right? Well, and That's also, <clears throat> I was going to say, if you want to work on other little things with your DISC, go home and identify who your spouse is. Are they a D, I, S, or C? And then try and find what is one or two things that you could do to communicate better with them the way that they communicate and see if it doesn't make a difference. Something simple like that, identify, well, I noticed that my, my husband or my wife is more of a, you know, an I personality, which means they're not really focused on one specific thing all the time. They can be a little more like this and then write down one or two things you could do a little bit differently. And then identifying everybody else, any, any of your clients that you meet on the phone, 